We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Hello and welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland and I'm joined as always by Sean Siegel, my co-host here on Rotoviz Overtime. But this is not your average Rotoviz OT. This is a Q&A, non-fantasy football-related show where we done a couple of these last year. I think we've done four, and we got a lot of positive review on them, and then we kind of played them out throughout the summer as well to see what people thought of them. So we put out the call for questions. We wanted to see what people wanted to hear, Sean, but we have got a lot of questions here. So we were even working through this before we started recording. We were kind of like... Maybe we have too many questions for the amount of uh, shows we have planned here, but we're going to have a lot of fun going through these. The key part to start off that I want to mention is some people sent in multiple questions, two to three questions maybe, and some of those will be spread throughout the variety of these shows that we will drop over the coming weeks and months. So you may hear your question. Uh, it may not be attributed to your name, but we thank everyone who sent them in, and we uh, will try and add the names where possible. But we're trying to make the shows kind of streamlined and, and make sense as to where we go with the topics on each and every show. So, Sean, I really enjoyed when we did this previously. There's questions on this that we've never asked each other, so uh, there's there's going to be a lot of fun running through these. And it probably will pop up questions that, that we have for follow-ups for each other, but I'm looking forward to this. should be fun. Yeah, this it was so cool the last time around because I did learn all kinds of stuff about you that I didn't know. And the other thing to interrupt, people don't realize we record, you know, three shows every single week but we also record like drafts and so on but pretty much every time we meet up to do shows is when we talk so we've talked for at this point hundreds and hundreds of hours but a lot of the time it is uh trying to plan what our shows are going to be and, and where we're going over the next week yeah and so uh, and it just it's emerged into for me such a cool friendship and, and hopefully that comes through on the show and also i mean we're absolutely not offended by anybody who wants to skip over these shows so, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll try and make them fun i mean they're, they're fun for us but if you want to do the football only ones that's obviously no problem but last time we did these shows we found out that column is like uh, a star goalkeeper and and he plays on these football teams there in ireland and in that column is an absolutely gigantic human being 
And so that's not <laughs> something that necessarily comes through when I'm just looking at him through the screen here. I, mean, I can tell he's not a small person, but Colin, remind anybody or for our new listeners, obviously we've got uh, a big additional audience since we did this the last time. Uh, and, and you have to translate it too for those of us who are, are not on the Irish system or the metric system. Oh, don't do this to me. I, I know it in feet. Uh, it's a six foot six. Okay. Can I get that for you? No, no, that'll, that'll work. But you're, you're, uh, you're going to tell me that you're like something stone, right? 1.98 uh, meters in terms of, of height. Stone. Let me figure this one out too. This is really, Sean, putting me under pressure as we, we do this show. I would say that I'm probably in the 113 kilogram range if I have to go for, go for that. Me on the way down, Sean. That's me slimming down here, hopefully over the summer. Good, good. <laughs> but we are going to dive into these questions and there's going to be a lot of fun. But we have to start off, Sean, with the key question. And this is the one everyone wants to know. What is, and this one specifically comes in from Eric. He's very intrigued by the trout painting that is always in Sean's backdrop when on video. Any interesting story on the piece? We get YouTube comments on this. We get lots of thoughts on it. Funnily enough, when we're recording today, Sean is not with that backdrop, but that also means that he can turn and fully get the visualization off the piece to his left-hand side. So Sean, Eric, and everybody really and truly wants to know what is the, any story to it? Please tell us there's a story. Well, I mean, it's not going to be as exciting as as all of that, but I... I am encouraged by the fact that people seem to like it and if not like it, at least it does stand out. I used to take it down because I didn't want it to be distracting. Right. But it's, it's a piece that I got for another family member because it was something that they saw and really liked. It fits in the perfect spot in the house there. And then when I'm recording these podcasts and Colin, at this point, you and I record all the time, Ben and I record all the time. I mean, it's more or less constantly going on. And so if I'm angled that direction, it allows other people to, you know, perambulate around the house without going on camera. And so that's how it ends up as the background piece. But no, I mean, I, I like it a lot. I like bright colors in the paintings. Had this trip quite a long time ago now, but to England, to London, went to all of the amazing museums and art galleries and what have you. And one of the things that is both interesting, but also a little bit disappointing, you look at all of this timeless art and I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful, but a lot of it is fairly bland, right? We have the <laughs> Nelson Art Gallery in Kansas City, which is one of the, you know, at least for the United States, one of sort of the foremost art galleries go there from time to time. And the things that, that jump out to me are probably the things that jump out to sort of anybody. It's just a personal kind of thing, but it, it draws your eye. And there is some element of it that it's visually interesting. Obviously, that particular backdrop is a more abstract type of piece, but there's some value to that. I like some of the, the photographs, I think photography where it also has some other types of media layered in to the overall uh, final you know, installation or, or what have you can be really, really cool. And so, yeah, I just basically, it was just good fortune that that uh, piece was something that, that someone liked. And now because you know we're recording so frequently, it pops up in the background and, and gives me a little bit of color. So, yeah. So we, I, I do remember Sean the first time it popped up, and I'm like, "Wow, you gotta! This is like you you've gone all out to really decorate this uh, this show, this video, this week." And you're like, 
it's always there. I, I just took it down all the other times. That's <laughs> like, why are you taking it down? Leave it up. It looks great. So yeah, it's uh, it's always, I think it's pretty cool. You mentioned the bold colors. I like dark colors. I don't like, you know, kind of faded colors and things like that. And I, I think those things really stand out. So um, yeah, Sean taking some shots there. Ben likes to mention on Stealing Bananas, the thinly veiled like compliments into uh, kind of but not. They're not. They're not backhand. Yeah. Like, I was straightforwardly, yeah. I'm against the bland art pieces. Okay, so it didn't even, that, that's good, didn't even hold back. So the I don't know if it was the UK art scene or what's happening, but yeah, it's, it's, it's in trouble. But the rest of today's show, though, we, we had to start off with that. That was the key question that came in from multiple people. But we're going to talk a little bit about our morning routines, what we do with coffee, and a, a question towards the end regarding sleep. So, Sean, first one is, do you hit the snooze button or wake up immediately? And I will go with this. I am not a person that likes to get up in the morning. I, I'm never, I never have that feeling when I wake up where I'm like, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. I'm always like, have I been asleep at all? So the snooze button gets activated sometimes multiple, multiple times. And it's a situation now where my, myself and my wife, we can, there could be multiple snoozes on both sides of the alarm. So yeah, snooze for me. What about you? Yeah, I'm not a morning person per se. It, you know, you get going in the evening and you're reading a book, or you're watching a TV show, you're playing some sports. I mean, I don't, people don't want to go to bed, right? But then the after effects of that, <laughs> that wraps back into the next morning and you have to get up at some point. <laughs> the, the flip side of that is that I'm a, I'm a huge believer in sleep and there's so much evidence behind that. You know, people talk about, oh, you know, you can sleep when you're dead. I mean, you're going to be dead earlier, <laughs> statistically speaking. And that's, I mean, that's not what you're going for. It, I mean, in some ways I am lucky that I have a chance to get sleep because I know a lot of people don't. I mean, people are in so many different circumstances and you always want to be grateful for, you know, the positives of whatever your circumstance is. And mine, you know, I don't have kids. That's, you know, a little bit of a potential sadness there. But, you know, the flip side, you have to take advantage of what the positives are. I can sleep better than people who do. And tell me about it. <laughs> Columnist is definitely on board there. And it just is such a big health issue and concern that I, I do tend to sleep enough that, you know, I don't have to worry too much about the alarm at this point. I wake up on my own. I, I have one of the pretentious aura rings so I can monitor the sleep and, and see all that. And I've been trying to kind of move that time frame earlier as I do research on, you know, even beyond just the total amount of sleep, like when the best times to sleep are, how you can make your health sort of the, at the optimal level there. There's, we've talked a little bit on, I think even, you know, these shows last year, how there's a little bit of alcoholism in my family. And so that is something that I obviously steer away from uh, different sort of group of people, but a little bit of Alzheimer's. And so obviously you're trying to focus on the things health wise that you can do. And, and recently, and, and you and I talked a little bit about this uh, outside of the show, but I'm a, I'm a huge, I mean, I like to eat. Everybody likes to eat. Right. Yeah, and so, you. I mean, you run into this problem. I, and I've stayed away from alcohol, but massively addicted to sugar. Colm, I haven't had sugar now for a month. Um, I have dropped from like 235 to 210. Still have another you know, 30 pounds to go or so, but the kind of sleeping, how that works, how your morning works, what you consume, all of those types of things. I'm definitely not anybody who's trying to 
um, proselytize or anything like that on these subjects, just kind of doing research for myself. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've eaten, I mean, what's a, what's an evening watching TV without like five or six scoops of ice cream. Right. So, I mean, I'm an enthusiast. I go for, go for all of that stuff. If you do decide to do something a little bit different as I have currently to try and protect your, your brain and that kind of thing, there are some things you can do and kind of try and make those all work together, but sleep is, has been a part of that for me. It's maybe it's been kind of the one thing to balance out some of those other behaviors, sleep and exercise can balance out. Maybe you're, you're bad eating at least to an extent, but at a certain point you're like, I got to put all those together. So that's kind of where we, we are on that. Hopefully I'll be able to report to OT listeners kind of by, I don't know, middle of September to be back down to about 180, but things are going pretty well so far. And and like I said, the nice part about that, you get a good night's sleep and I tend to wake up 20, 30 minutes before I have to have alarm set for. So that's nice. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, I'm uh, obviously over the last two or three months, I've been lucky enough to kind of go full time focused on fantasy football content. And I have felt that that has taken a lot of stress from the getting up, you know, used to be much more regimented. Now you're getting up some much more leisurely experience. And prior to that move as well, Sean, you know, I was getting up, I would edit podcasts, you know, at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. my time, then start work at 8 a.m., then work, then we would record immediately after I finished work, for example. So a lot less stressful and much more relaxed in the morning. So hopefully I'm going on that path towards where you are, where I'm up before the alarm uh, does go off. But yeah, that's uh, it's, it's cool to try and focus on those things. And I mentioned at the, a minute ago when you asked about my weight slimming down, that's taken a long time. I've been planning on slimming down for quite some time. COVID kind of uh, got the best of me for exercise purposes. And um, we did go on holidays maybe two months ago now. We went to Disneyland Paris and I did slim down on that. But then that trip also took a toll. So I kind of went back to where I was. And now I'm kind of back to pre the Disney trip. So keeping keeping pushing on. So we'll see where we go. But need to keep that activity going. But yeah. That's, that's the goal, always trying to, to get a little bit better. But, Sean, we are going to talk about some other things here and see how we go with maybe where we could do better or where we might be doing better. So the first thing we do each and every morning, and I'll go first with this one. And So I say hello or good morning to my wife if she's awake. Sometimes she's up before me. Sometimes I'm up before her. It just depends. But um, coffee is always the first thing on my mind when I wake up. So I have a machine that it takes one or two minutes to fully kind of activate. So I click on the button, I, I go to the bathroom, obviously another kind of morning essential of mine. And then a new part of my routine, sometimes I'll hit that coffee and being honest, I hit the coffee, I make my wife's coffee, I hit the, I make mine. And then when mine is making, I usually go outside. We have now, Sean, on the last set of these shows, I mentioned that we had, I don't know how many chickens we had at that time, but we now have four chickens. So I have four chickens. We have two guinea pigs. We had more than two guinea pigs, but we'll just say we have two guinea pigs now. But um, in the morning, the routine is they get their food basically before I get my food. So I go out and set them all up, let them out of their houses and things like that. So we have a lot. We're, we're now, Colin, are, partly. are these are these pets? Are these, these farm are animals? Uh, what what's the? Is there a long term plan here? I know that. I mean. I'm not sure what the contrasts are sort of America to Ireland. And obviously it's, it's sort of a niche type of thing, but and people who, again, are sort of lucky enough to be able to more or less afford it. Cause it's kind of a, it's not like a true farming. It's more, 
you know, a boutique, I'm rich and can retire farming, but people who are, you know, trying to raise their own food and, and do that kind of thing for, for health reasons, for environmental reasons, all that kind of thing. Are you kind of on the path to having yourself your own little farm or, or you just, you have some, some cool pets here? Uh, not to the extent where I would be trying to be completely like self-sustainable or anything, but we do get, you know, eggs from the chickens. So we have like a on endless supply of eggs, but they were got just as, you know, kind of pets. We have a, a four-year-old daughter and my, my wife is a veterinarian. So she wanted to get some pets. We got the chickens. Then we ended up, we got the, the guinea pigs as the next thing. I, I am convinced this is not the end of it, Sean. There's more that is going to come, but um, well, some yeah, your daughter's they, they are pets. That's more than anything. At some point, Colin, your daughter's going to want a pony. What's the over under on that? It's quite high. Um, but the one thing she hasn't mentioned a pony yet, but there has been alpaca talk. So alpacas are like about the same size as a pony, but that, that looks to be the direction things should go, or maybe a little goat or something like that. But you mentioned as well, and this isn't something really planned, but uh, my wife does grow some of her own vegetables. You know, we sometimes have carrots and onions and things like that. So yeah. Um, not, not at the moment, something of a major focus, but I suppose as you, you know, we're in our thirties now and you start to get different hobbies and, you know, we have our own house and some ground to do that on. So it becomes interesting. And once you start to do it, maybe it's a bit like anything, you get a little bit of a bug to try and do a little bit more. Definitely. Definitely. So after the guinea pigs are, are ready, it's, uh, it's time for that coffee. And usually shortly after that, it's time to get at it in some podcasts, but that's kind of what I do first thing in the morning. Um, what about you, Sean? Well, something I've started doing recently from the recommendation, we're going to talk about some podcasts that we like on a different show. Uh, so we won't go too far down that path right now, but take this sort of quick five minute work. Obviously you can do five to 15 minutes. I'm hoping uh, to be able to get up to sort of a, a 30 minute run shortly. One of the things, Colin, as the weight comes down, you'll have a little bit less pressure on the knees and that type of thing. Obviously, there are tons of YouTube videos out there on how you can strengthen your joints and get back active again. One of the things that's sort of the repetitive motion with something like jogging can be trickier than than the tennis. And that's really the thing I'm hoping to be able to get very strongly back into soon. But you go outside, you take a five minute walk, you get sunlight on your eyes. Having the images go past your eyes as you walk evidently creates this dynamic uh, with your amygdala. It's great to help reduce anxiety. And you know, people talk about the different types of ways you can start your day to manage that kind of thing. Obviously, you can do different types of mindfulness activities. You can do some yoga. I like to do that from time to time. But go out there quickly, you do your walk, and the getting the sunlight on your eyes is very good for you in terms of benefiting and setting uh, and helping stick to sort of your circadian rhythms. So a quick little activity that gets the day off to a great start should have some positive benefits for your brain, should be calming. One of the things with the way that our modern world works, I mean, people have still all different kinds of jobs and activities, you know, may work from home and you're trying to fight off some of the uh, different sort of either social media or just, you know, business communications that are sort of omnipresent and you need to create a little space for yourself within that context. Or obviously if you have to commute to work and then you're kind of locked at work, I mean, not obviously locked in, but you're set there and then, you know, you have the commute back. I mean, there are very stressful elements to that. So anything that you can kind of quickly do to start the day and 
get things off on the right foot. It's sort of funny because one of the things that gets you know a lot of attention, I think that there's a, an admiral who has a, a very highly watched YouTube video where he talks about one of the things is you know making your bed and. I was listening to someone else comment on that saying, well, obviously it's not the making the bed exactly. It's getting up, getting that first activity going, sort of getting this forward lean. And one of the things I think is interesting about all of this kind of thing is that you sort of have to know, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And just kind of randomly everyone. So I tried this for like three days a week ago. And, and at the end of the third day, I was just like, I sit, I get up, look at my bed. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it doesn't it doesn't help me right so i don't do that one my cat who you know a great friend i would say best friend has been with me now for you know 17 ish years she's getting a little bit older she can't go into the bedrooms because she will pee on the beds and so especially with all the the doors to the bedrooms closed then bed made bed not made one of the things that they say with some of the different sleep therapy types of things is that you really should only use your room and only use your bed for sleeping well i don't see how making that bed is is in any way helpful so i don't do that right but whatever there is out there and some things that are evidence-based that will get you off to a good start in your day i mean one of the things we just all feel so much pressure too and we're going to talk we had a lot of questions about sort of the fantasy football industry, you know, how, like how my schedule works and how, it, you know, how we deal with the financial pressures, how we, you know, kind of got into the business, that type of thing that'll be in a future show. But one of the things that pops up for me, for example, is that I'm on West coast time, whereas most of the rest of the ownership group is on East coast time and a huge number of listeners, obviously. And Thankfully, the other guys in the in, uh, I mean, Blair, Dave, Curtis, Anthony, I mean, they're so good. They take care of their responsibilities. Anthony has done a fantastic job kind of maintaining a lot of the back end stuff for the site. So it's not like I feel pressure to get up absurdly early in the morning every day to start with them. But it is something where I'm aware of the fact that when I start on some of my activities, the day for a lot of people in the US has been going for a while. That's a kind of a specific situation, but everybody, again, is dealing with all of these pressures and you feel, I mean, one of the things that I think is kind of unfortunate about our modern society, when you think about hunter-gatherer societies and, you know, a lot of the types of things that we think is more primitive people, and there were huge downsides to all of that. I mean, you think about the level of violence and you think about the lack of medicine, you think about all of the insecurities that would come with, with that lifestyle as well. But there are a lot of things psychologically that are very healthy about that type of kind of being in the world that we're robbed from or is robbed from us in our modern lifestyle. And, and almost everybody gets up in the morning and immediately feels pressure to be into their activity. You know, whether it's for me, you know, jumping into the fantasy football day or certainly parents, you know, have pressure not only with themselves and with their their children every morning, you know, you've, you've got to get to work, whether it's virtual or whether you have to commute. And it, you can just not have that time for yourself to start the day out and you feel constantly behind. I mean, that that's okay. I mean, if that's if that's what works for you, I mean, for I mean, one of the things that you know we've often done with the podcast is, you know, I'll, I'll get up and, you know, 30 minutes later, we're recording. So it's pretty early on in my day and you're, you're thinking, okay, well, I want to make sure that the brain is fully alive and awake for that. But if you can carve out that five to 15 minutes for yourself, whatever it is that it does allow you to kind of start balanced and set and hopefully 
with the anxiety level low and the resilience level high, then that's a great way to start the day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, the walking as well. I don't specifically go for the walk part of it purposely, but as I mentioned with feeding the animals, for example, and this is something as you were talking about that, that I'm only kind of working through in my own mind that the days that I do that, you feel that kind of extra pep in your step is for me, I'm fortunate enough when I'm doing that, it gets you right into nature because you're dealing with animals in nature and you're walking through some grass and things like that. People might even say like, you know, you're getting to touch some grass. That's a big thing on Twitter at the moment for, <laughs> for the people who are getting their hands down and dirty but um definitely does help psychologically to get up and do that and you mentioned the bed thing as well tend to make the bed pretty much every morning but there's days then where it's like yeah i'm just going to do that at whatever time it could be like lunchtime whatever i do make it at least at some point of the day but i try to do it in the morning but it really does depend but you mentioned the child element of it um we obviously have the daughter that i mentioned so in the morning i you know her bed has to be made it's another thing or the, the blinds and that she she doesn't put her own blinds up or make her own bed so that that has to be done as well but yeah fun fun as you talked i was kind of thinking through your your answer in my own mind but um good stuff the other question then is how do we take our coffee and i mentioned already the machine so it's not much work you just turn on the machine you have to make sure there's this is where it gets bad sean sometimes if you get a triple whammy where you need to empty the grounds container, you need to empty the water, you need to fill the beans, and you need to fill the water. So when the 
coffee is made it drains so the water goes into the little tray so sometimes you could all of those could happen and that can start your morning off in a, a disappointing manner but usually that doesn't happen but you know ground beans machine grounds it so all you have to do is hit the button and then i did buy a milk frother about a year ago where you put in the milk and it'll spin it around until it gets you know frothy so that's quite nice as well so i go very basic strong coffee from the machine with the milk um so more of a kind of a latte i guess you would say um if i'm not going the latte version it's a, an americano so just a little dash of milk but sean yours is much more adventurous than mine and prior to recording this show sean was uh making this very adventurous coffee so i'm interested to hear the full details yeah i, I don't really know anything about coffee so we'll have to get listeners <laughs> who are you know, enthusiasts, experts, what have you to give us some insight on exactly how you do this. What are the tips? Uh, I assume this question comes in because people do feel like your drink of choice and your coffee, how you take it is going to give it, you know, a window into the soul, a window to that personality. I, 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 can't, be sure, I can't be sure of this, but I think, I think this is true for Dave Cabe. And I think Dave was the one that was trying to popularize drinking Coca-Cola in your coffee. I could be misremembering that, but there's something to that effect that I think Dave was uh, trying to get branded. That sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So you said you, you were going fairly basic here, but you, you have a couple machines. Are these, I mean, what, what level are we talking about? Are these like $200 machines, $500 machines, $1,000 machines? I mean, do you, you say it's, it's straightforward, but I mean, do you have your own like straightforward for me? <laughs> I have multiple coffee cups. That's a good question, actually. Um, I have multiple coffee cups, depending on how I'm feeling. You mentioned, you know, getting the sunlight in your eyes, for example, but there is multiple different types of cup. And this is true for any time of the day that I would drink out of them, but depending on my mood at that time. So if I'm looking like for a, a pick me up, I have a cup that uh, people might see sometimes if they're watching the videos, but it's like a cup with dogs on it is one my daughter got me i've kind of these different ones i have a batman black cup where i'm if i feel nearly invincible i'll drink out of that but if i'm looking for some energy and uh color to get into the the day i go for the the bright white with the the different dogs on it so that is a good question but most of the time it's a uh, you know we'll go for the dog cup but uh in terms of the machine it was actually a, a gift that my in-laws got us maybe five years ago when we kind of moved into our first house together uh, me and my wife and thankfully it has worked perfectly ever since it's probably at the time and you know some technology has come down in price this hasn't it's probably still about 500 dollars in, in price at this point so you know good like it's pretty expensive for a coffee machine but what i have found is this coffee machine does tell you how many cups you have ground in it over the course of its lifetime and it would cost a lot more than $500 in the beans we put on it to, uh, you know, you, you can pay that back pretty quick if you're paying $5 a, a cup. But the I mentioned it worked perfectly about two weeks ago. It stopped working. So I went on YouTube, found a video for this coffee machine, and sometimes there will be a little bit of the bean that maybe gets some way stuck in the grinder. So I took it all apart. It was quite a technical feat for myself, but put it all back together, Sean, after cleaning it out and it's working perfect again. So I was quite proud of myself that, that Saturday that I, I managed to fix it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So we find, we dive a little bit deeper and we find that Colin actually has himself a pretty fancy setup, which is fun. <laughs> I, I have a little, I don't know, 
what you would call a, a metal sieve or whatever. I use the pour over method. Cafetiere. It could be. My French isn't good, but that I think is what it's called. Yeah. I, so I don't have to have the the little paper filter. Filter, right? It's pretty. It's we're pretty simple. Technical here. People are probably laughing, Sean, at us talking about somebody listening is deaf. If you yeah, are involved I mean, in the coffee industry, let us know and tell us how ridiculous we sound. Well, so I'm, I'm doing this. I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. Again, any listeners who have some hints, because you go through the process and you're like, that looks a little thin. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want it to taste like coffee. I'm not interested in the coffee element. We did put a question of coffee or tea. That was one of the other questions. And um, coffee, you can get down. Tea you cannot get down. I'm impressed by anybody <laughs> who can drink tea because that's, I mean, so no, what I, what I put in the coffee, which is the question is uh, some MCT oil, some goat butter, vanilla protein powder, chocolate protein powder, and cinnamon. It tastes a little bit more like chocolate milk when I'm done. Right. So you, you got the stuff that's supposed to be great for your ketones. you got the stuff that is the goat butter is supposed to be ready, better than regular butter. You know, I've checked this stuff with a few sources, probably, just pure uh, witch doctor medicine here. But again, doing a variety of things that in theory could have a few health benefits and I'm really drowning that coffee taste. Colin, one of the main things here when you add that butter to your coffee, it turns your appetite off like flipping a switch. So I do about one meal a day, obviously eat more than that if I feel like it. But if you want to do sort of a long-term, not exactly diet, but lifestyle where you're not eating as much. A lot of the things that people are doing right now, obviously intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding is a huge phenomenon. There does appear to be quite good evidence behind a lot of it. You restrict the time that you're eating to six, eight hours, what have you. Have to be in the right time in your, again, circadian rhythms that can perhaps have profound benefits. If you don't want to be hungry all the time, put a little butter in your coffee. And I mean, you basically never need to eat. Right. And this is coming from somebody who, you know, for most of their life has probably consumed 3,000, 4,000 calories a day, about half of which is dessert. So I'm not somebody who is like a, a calorie restriction person by any, by any means. The, uh, the other part, Sean, that popped up there, you mentioned cinnamon. Uh, fun fact, after mentioning the guinea pigs earlier in today's show, one of the guinea pigs is actually called cinnamon. Uh, we have, I'll go through the names when we're at it. We have cinnamon and cookie. At the start, we did have one called Waffles. That was the one that is no longer, fortunately, with us. Uh, we, the grieving period with uh, kids is, is not fun. But, uh, yeah, we had Waffles and Cinnamon. And we have Cookie. And then the uh, chickens are called Houdini because he always escapes. And then we uh, we have Darby. We have uh, Henny Penny. And we have uh, Betty. So that's the whole crew. Um, some people will see me in the draft room sometimes uh my fantasy football teams are named after the, the chickens. But the final question, Sean, when we are looking here is, do you think dreams have hidden meaning? So if you're drinking too much coffee, they certainly could have, but I don't think there is hidden meaning uh, to dreams generally. Um, I think maybe how you are doing by your stress levels could be affecting your sleep and could affect what you're dreaming about. But the one thing that I do think is I get dreams influenced by what I watched before I would go to sleep. So if I watched like a, a war film or, you know, something with fighting or somebody was getting chased by the FBI or something like that during that night, there's a high chance that I will be getting chased by whatever was chasing those people. So I try not to watch those sort of things 
um, before I go to sleep within a couple of hours because that, that can do it. But if I was watching, for example, this happens to me, we've talked about something similar, Sean, than this on Sundays for me, my process is kind of from 6 p.m. my time till sometimes 4 a.m. my time. You know, that's when the, the Sunday night football game will end. Um, if I have like something that, you know, a DFS lineup that's potentially going to make some money, like I'll be having <laughs> dreams about how that game finished. It could be if I've already won, it could be that something happened where I lost or if I have lost it could be something where i think my my victory has potentially been saved so yeah things like that there can can not be fun some sunday nights but those are the things that affect my dreams and potentially have hidden messages but <laughs> what what do you think well i i don't know hidden meaning exactly but, but dreams are, are pretty interesting so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes you also mentioned you had a dream recently where i can't remember the player but was great for their fantasy football outlook for 2020. Oh, when you start to have dreams that are like <laughs> the, just news about fantasy players, like the news that you are wanting to have happen, then you wake up and you can't like keep it all straight. You're like, I can't remember which things I read because Patrick Corrine reported on them for NBC Sports Edge or, or which things that I've just made up. So listeners to the show, if it seems like I'm breaking news, it's probably just something that I dreamed about. But no, one of the things that you do notice when you stop eating a bunch of dessert right before you go to bed is that you will remember your dreams better. Obviously, it has an effect on sleep. The better that you sleep and the, and the less food that you've had right before you go to sleep, your brain, it's a very clear message to you that your brain does function very differently uh, depending on how you do some of those food and some of those sugar-related things. Again, I'm not trying to get anybody to stop, just pointing out that there, that there are interesting differences. Uh, perhaps you don't want to remember your dreams, in which case, you know, have that extra Sunday. You'll be you'll be happy that you did. But Colin, I'm going to say that they do, and I'm going to hypothesize that there's a quantum element to consciousness, and that perhaps we have better access to these sort of interacting parallel world tracks or parallel narratives when our brain is in REM sleep. So that's going to be my answer. It's going to be yes. If we have any neuroscientists who listen to the pod and have some very strong views on consciousness. Consciousness, very tricky, very complicated. Something that despite all of the breakthroughs that we have with the human body, with biology, the genome, the proteome, all those types of things, we still don't understand very well. If somebody has some insights for us, again, they can kind of chime in with those. Yeah, and we're going to have questions in the upcoming shows. Sean mentioned earlier about like, you know, career choices and possible alternative careers. And um, Sean, it sounds like you may have a, a storyline plotted out here for a future uh, book that you write, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um, that is going to take us to the end of the, this episode. We are going to have many more of these coming out over the next uh, month or, or two months to see how many we record. But if you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer, send them my way on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, or you can send them to rotavizradio at gmail.com. But do us a favor, if you've enjoyed this show, leave us a written review on your favorite podcast app. We really, really appreciate that. It's great to see those comments. It's great to get these interactions. And it even has prompted me and Sean to have these discussions and find out stuff that we didn't know previously. And of course, finding out about that painting was the key. That's that's the whole reason that we set up all these shows is just to find out about the painting. But yeah, until we are back, we will have our regular programming coming up throughout the weeks, but we will also have these shows dropped in. So hopefully you enjoy this one. Until we're back again, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And of course, check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. And until next time, have a good one. 
Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.